podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Come on! When is it going to end, Robbie? Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. The done it. The finally done it. The long wait is over. The streak is over. Everton finally won a derby at Anfield. Um, I genuinely never thought I'd see it in my lifetime again. And, you know, our fair play to the twats, they deserved it. Well, I'm, I'm running after the... I put my neck on the line and said that it'd never happen. I sound an absolute dickhead on the last podcast now. Um, <laughs> so I can only apologise, but I genuinely never thought it would happen again. I, I really just felt like it was one of them where they didn't have it in them. And it just... The lack of fans in the stadium has, has let everyone beat us um, at the minute. So it was stupid and naive of me to just think we were going to just turn up like like in a derby, you know, form out the window. It was just it was just another game. There's no fans. There's no atmosphere. There's no big build up. It's just a case they turn up, and at the minute we're shite. So fucking stupid of me to to say he didn't have a chance. I said I did call it as well though, like. As I said on the last podcast, it's just another game for me. Doesn't ask me. It's like a Fulham or a West Brom. But fuck me. That when it, when I woke up on Derby Day, I watched Reds versus Blues with Sam on on the night the night before as a bevy and I was proper up for it. And it felt like a big game I got up the next day. I was bouncing, I had boss night on and all that. Um, driving around to work. Um I was up for it. I was proper up for it. It felt like a big, massive game. The banter we've had and all that made they're usually silent, aren't they? And they've been yeah. they've piped up again and it felt like a big one. So all my thoughts and my plans in my head just went out the fucking window as soon as as soon as I woke up. My arse was gone. Uh, I, I said to the, the blues in the group chat, it's gonna go either one or two ways. You're gonna score early and it's game over, or we're gonna score early and absolutely thrashes. Um, and unfortunately, they fucking got that early goal and it absolutely killed the game. Yeah, they just... They, they got the ball down and they just fucking... they done what we've been incapable of doing over the last few games, especially at home, is just breaking through. And it was one pass and they were in. Like, they didn't do anything special. It, was, it wasn't like a fucking 30-yard wonder goal or anything like that, lad. Simple pass through. The Charleston one look up. Allison had no chance and... From then on, you know, and this isn't to discredit Everton, far from it. They got the early goal, they defended deep, they knew we weren't going to break them down, they held on, and then they got that farcical penalty at the end, which we'll discuss a bit more later on. But as I say it's not to discredit Everton, they come with a game plan, like like everyone else has the last few weeks, and it worked, and we just we haven't got an answer to it at the minute. No, it's bizarre. Like I've, I've said to them, you, you can't enjoy playing football that way. It must be soul destroying, like watching that every week, because he is like one of Italian's best managers. You know what I mean? Best Italian yeah. manager. He's he plays that type of football so well. He's brilliant at it. Um, but I made like a comment and said, "I'd rather lose playing our way than win playing your way, knowing it's never going to amount to anything. You're never going to win a cup or you know see a league title. So it is just he's just plodding on. But I've got to take that statement back, mate. At the minute." I'd rather fucking lose 
I'd rather win one nil every week and fucking play defensive football and do what they've done to us because we need to start winning games. It's all brilliant being attacking minded and playing fucking playing a high line and all that. But we're not even playing the same footy anymore. We're not creating any chances. We literally don't look like scoring. When they scored in the third minute yesterday, I felt like how they must have felt for ten years. Yeah. They knew I felt in me gut we're not winning this derby. It was fucking horrible, lad. And I knew we went as soon as that ball at the net. I was I felt like turning the fucking thing off because I knew. I just knew it wasn't happening. Said straight away, that's it, that's the fucking game. It's done. And yeah. unfortunately, lad, we just don't look like I, I've said it before, st- strip all you know, the, the best players out of the team and take them away from the team and it's not the same team and we're not the same team. Um, we're not as good as we were last season and you can put that down to what? Having no fans and having our players out but still, you've got to, you can't, you can't expect to play the same way without the same players. So, for me, you start on Phillips with Kabach, um, you know, in hindsight now, start two centre-halves and play deep, play deeper. Yeah, they're not gonna. Go, they're not gonna try. And, they're not gonna be able to get in behind us if we play a bit deeper. We still played the high line. It fucking killed us. But again, Rodriguez is doing what Thiago was there to do. The f- one touch ball, bang through. We're we're getting it old onto it, looking for a fucking high ball into the box or hitting the wings to, to cross in again. Fucking hell, how big's our biggest player there, lad? Mane. Fucking hell, he's about five foot, and we're putting the ball in the box for them. Time and time and time again, like we did against Burnley, like we did against Brighton, it's just not working. There needs to be, you know, there needs to be a new plan. Yeah, I think the problem is at the minute is we've we've kind of turned into Arsenal over the last few years a little bit this season, where we're playing the nice football, it, it's neat, it's tidy, but you're not really doing anything with it. We're we're always, you know, last season Mane get the ball, the edge of the box, and he'd run with it, and he takes someone on this season. He's trying to take someone and he's hitting the defender or he's passing it back to, to Robbo who's then giving it to Ginny or who's giving it to Jones and then we're giving it a side by side and it's just we're constantly just passing from one side to the other without any real and then we try and put a cross in and it goes nowhere. Again yesterday, you know, they've they've got a pretty sort of you know, they've got a tall defence again. You know, Keane, Keane's good in the air. Um I think they had Godfrey in centre back as well, he's good in the air. Hallgate's pretty decent. So again, it's we just we played into their strengths all over again. And the fact that we haven't really made, I think Pickford made one decent save, which was the one where he tipped it around the post. The fact that we're not making a keeper of Jordan Pickford's level work harder than one shot is is where we're at at the minute. Um, Salah one as well. Uh, the one on one with Salah. Oh, sorry, yeah, the Salah one. Um, yeah. That was a good stop. But again. We didn't, we didn't, we're at home on a made side time. We didn't create half as many chances as we should. Even Henderson's, Henderson's was off the cuff, just fucking hitting up, weren't it? Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? It's a good chance, good save, but it's not, it's not a chance. It's, it's out of nothing. We're just not creating nothing, lad. And like, man, man, I fucking ran past players without the ball about three times. Yeah. Just forgot the ball. His first touch was shite. He didn't look, didn't look competent going past players. It just, I don't know, confidence is low. Even Salah, Salah didn't wasn't in the game for fucking sixty odd minutes. He didn't even look like he turned up. For me, you know, absolutely fucking pointless and being there didn't do nothing. Um, again, I don't said I don't know what Wijnaldum does. Just trots around the pitch. Jones was shite. They were all shite. Absolutely all shite. There was yeah. no one done well. Um, 
who played well for us. I thought Phillips done all right when he came on. Phillips was brilliant when he came on. He's the only one, yeah. That's off to him. He came um, on. He should be starting because I don't. He, the only bad game he's had was who was it? Who was it against the, when the Brighton one? Pass. Um, no, because he, he didn't even play that bad there, did he? No, but he missed the ball for the goal, didn't he? Well for the goal, thinking. yeah, he was at cost of the goal, but I don't know whether it was Newcastle. Oh, yeah, he got done for pace a few times. But Probably again, that's it. He's, on, he's only going to get done for pace. That's it. He, he's literally, he's solid. He's solid. He's good in the air. And I don't know what the lad's got to do to start. Um, again, like Jordan Henderson is, is playing a defensive role. He's asked, he's putting his body under more strain than he needs to, playing a different role. He's in the, you know, he's in fucking, he's working hard every single week because at the minute we are struggling. And again, another injury. So he'll be out for the, probably fucking probably out for the season. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. No, no, don't they? Again, I don't know why we're not playing two centre backs now. He's bought and no point. We, we haven't got a choice now. <laughs> well, good because it's the only way we're going to learn. Got to you've got fucking. We had three centre backs on the bench at one point. Yeah. What is the point? Fucking play them. Play yeah, them. I agree. Um. um but, no, I mean you mentioned Thiago, and you know it's gonna just it's gonna feed into this whole Thiago's the problem and everything. And see, the thing is, Thiago hasn't been the player we've expected him to be, unfortunately. But I don't think Thiago is the problem. But at the same time, I don't think he's the answer either, unfortunately. Uh, the type of player we need right now, where he's playing, especially. Him in front of the defence doesn't work, and you've said it yourself on here. It, Thiago in front of your defence doesn't work. He, we need him more advanced. Um, but I don't know. He hasn't. He, he doesn't seem to have that sort of penetrating final pass. Like you said with Rodriguez, one to, not even. I don't even think he had a touch out of his feet, and Richarlison was in, and he scored from it. Thiago hasn't done enough of that. It's all because he's because he's picking the ball up a lot deeper. He's getting it into the players where he should be. You know what I mean? I've yeah, seen a stat about him the other day. Sorry, lad. I've seen a stat on him the other day, and he's in the Premier League. He's the the most progressive passer in the league at the moment. A progressive mm. passer as classed as anything over ten yards forwards towards the opposition goal. Now he's the played the most of them, um, and the most passes into the box, which fair play to him. But he doesn't. Even for Munich, even for Barca, he's not an assist king. He's not a goal scorer. He's like he sets up the play from for the assist, the initial play. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Of the attack, and but even that, we're not doing none of that at the minute. There is no attack. It's stopping dead instantly. So we're not going to see the best of Thiago playing deep. You're not going to see the best of Thiago playing alongside Ronaldo. You're not going to see the best of Thiago without a proper centre defensive mid in the team because he, he's having to carry too much fucking too much weight. He's having he's having to defend more than he should have to. Um teams like Liverpool, we don't often defend much, lad. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. at the minute we're being asked to defend and defend and defend every fucking game. So until say I'm happy I want to write this season off, fucking forget about it forever. Um and then see our strongest eleven next season with Thiago and Jones going for that that attacking role for place and see where we go. Yeah. Obviously, 100% back clock, 100% 
believe we'll go again, but something has, something has to be done. Yeah, I think in the summer we are going to need investment. Thiago, you know, we've got a lot of players who are coming, sort of touching the prime, coming out of the prime, you know. Thiago's 30, 31. Hendo's 31. Milner's 76. Um, <laughs> you know, Ginny's leaving. You've got the next sort of... In midfield, we've only got really Jones coming through at the minute. There's no one else really coming through. I think we're going to need a couple of midfielders. We're going to need a couple of centre-backs. Um, speaking to what I put on one of, one of our mates' uh, Facebooks yesterday, uh, he said, Firmino needs to go. Uh, he's finished. And I said, I don't necessarily think he's finished, but he needs legitimate competition, not Divock Origi. Divock Origi is a cult hero. He'll be remembered for, all, for, all, for forever. But we need somebody who can genuinely come in and you know, for me, you know, we'll worry about his place because right now, and I think we've got a, f- a couple of players like that in the in the team. But I think for me, you know, is probably the one at the minute who needs that competition for him to go. Shit, I'm gone. I need to fucking. Because even with Sturridge there, it wasn't really. Sturridge was obviously a better goal scorer, but I don't think at any point we were like Sturridge is going to have a run of games here because of his injury problems. So yeah. since he's been at Liverpool, for me, you know, never had proper legitimate competition in my eyes, and that's what. We need at the moment. Um, obviously, Jota has got to come back. I, I was reading before, he's done 18 days straight of uh, individual training now. So, hopefully, we should be getting him back anytime soon. And he's, he's got to go back into the starting lineup for me because he was the only player creating a bit of anything when he was fit. Well, um, yeah, he leads the line for me. And, and for me, you know, goes into the centre attack and made the number 10 role where, where he'd be best because he's playing that role anyway at the minute we're basically playing with two wingers and an attacking midfielder he's he's not a striker he's not going to get us loads of goals he's, he, he fucking runs outside the box when the wingers have got the ball he doesn't want to be anywhere near a fucking goal so yeah for me Jota starts as soon as he's back and um, I'd probably take Probably take fucking Thiago to the team and play Firmino centre the second mid. Hopefully Fabinho and Henderson can be in the midfield as well. But it's it's mad lad because when we've got a full squad, it's a like I can't. I must sound like a fucking dickhead most weeks because I can't pick my best team. Currently, I can't pick my best team now because we're struggling and I don't know what the best team is. But when we've got a our best team, I don't know who to pick there either because it is it is hard to pick it the best team because there's that many good players but at the minute lad I just can't I just don't know how we're going to improve like again we've just lost Henderson if Henderson's out for, for weeks that's our that's just practically f- fucking in shit seat again yeah because um, I don't know like that, that midfield at the minute say for instance Milner comes back he's not going to create for all Ronaldo creates for all at the minute Thiago is playing too deep to create for all um, but again, he's not an assistant. He, he sets up the initial play, so he's not going to get them stats. We're not scoring no goals from midfield whatsoever at all. We're not scoring off set pieces. Our centre-halves aren't getting goals. Our full-backs aren't getting goals or assists mm. anymore. So the whole the whole thing needs to be addressed. As far as I'm concerned, the next, the next three or four games are absolutely vital. If we lose in the next three or four weeks... That could we could be fucking going for like mid table lad, which is bizarre, absolutely bizarre. And if if it would have been the case when we first initially got the injuries, as I said, you'd have just we'd have just took it on the chin because we sort of done well and now we're doing shit later on. It's harder to take, but yeah, for me we just need to um, 
we need to go back to basic footy, stop trying to play like the Arsenal, you know, passing around, pass just fucking go for goal, shoot from anywhere, and it'll go in eventually. Yeah. Um. Obviously, wouldn't have made a difference on the outcome, but I think we've got to talk about that absolute fucking joke of a penalty decision. Um. I've never seen a worse penalty decision than that in my life. Like, I'm even, like, not even the Bruno one where he fouled the player was worse than that. I don't I don't understand what sense meant to do in that situation. I, it's not even the penalty decision that's pissed me off. It's the fact that Cunt's gone over to the screen and before he's even seen the video, he's given the penalty. That's hmm. him. That's him going in with his balls and going, I'm the fucking referee. VAR and, and telling me what to do. That's all that decision is. And he fucking knows. He knows now. He, he looks an absolute dickhead and he shouldn't referee again. It's a fucking joke. It's not a penalty. It's no win. It's never a penalty. Out Trent slides in front of Calvert-Lewin. Calvert-Lewin's behind him when he slides and runs into him and fucking knees him in the back of the head. How the fuck is that a penalty? It's not. But the problem is now, I've seen someone have posted it on Twitter before. Uh, Chris Foy, former referee, saying it's def- it was definitely a penalty. It was the right decision. Uh, you know, Trent could have even been sent off and he wouldn't have had any complaints. Dermot Gallagher on Sky tomorrow, he'll be, yeah, it was the right decision. Don't get me wrong, the refs watch, he, he does. I used to like it because when VAR wasn't there, you you, you genuinely got a, a, you got a genuine thought from him about if it was the right decision or not. Now he's just going, well, we've got VAR there, we know what the rules are, so it is because of this. It's like, that's not what, like, it's just gone to shit that ref watch because he just goes, yeah, the ref was right all the time. And no doubt he'll say it tomorrow. So then it'll be justified. So he'll be refereeing another high-profile game next week because his shit decision gets justified by his peers. Oh, did you see uh, Did you see Sooness after the Sheffield United game? On no. that, that goalkeeping tackle? Did you see oh, that? Where he's, Fucking basically done a pick for Don Van Dijk. Done a, done a pick for yeah, and no penalties given. And Sooness basically just fucking said the refereeing in this country is the worst. He said, look up, look up when we're having competitions, the World Cup and all that. No English referees get picked because of the worst referees. So he's yeah, you've got to be. It's brutal honesty. The referees are fucking ruining the game. VAR, okay. VAR is shite, but the referees are shite. <laughs> That VAR happened. isn't the problem. That was embarrassing, that. And as you say, lad, there's no point moaning about it because it doesn't fucking change anything whatsoever. But even still, that decision is an absolute farce and you should be fucking looked into. It doesn't yeah. even look. It literally, it plays two seconds and he, he fucks off, penalty. So all he I does is look at the first angle. He doesn't look for any other angles. And that's what it is. He looks at the very first angle from behind where you can't really see what's happening. If he'd have just waited for another angle and sees that Calvert-Lewin knees him in the back of the head, he would have went, oh, hang on a minute. He's fucking, you know, I should stop it for a fucking concussion or something. <laughs> Never yeah. mind, give a pen, you know what I mean? But it's one of them, like you say, there's, there's no point moaning about it, lad. It's not going to change. But we literally said it a few days ago. All we want is consistency. So you've got Van Dyke season, and I'll People might say we keep going on about it, but you've got Van Dyke's season ended where and Pickford not getting sent off because Van Dyke was offside. You've got that fucking Newcastle keeper yesterday, practically two foot on a Sheffield United player, no penalty. Uh, Darlow against us, grabbing all the money, no penalty. Yeah, exactly. But no then, penalty. 
but then fucking Calvert Lewin knees Alexander Arnold in the back of the head, and it's a penalty. Where's the fucking consistency? That's all we want. And the problem is, is because we're involved in Europe, we've seen how much better the refereeing is. Literally last week against Leipzig, the refereeing was so much better. It was so it was clear, it was consistent most of the game. I know people will argue about the ball going out to play, but that's not a refereeing thing. That's just it was so tight that one. It, it went either way, you know what I mean. But it's just so much better. And even watching like Bundesliga games on BT Sport or something like that, lad, their VAR checks take thirty seconds. Ours take fucking three minutes. It's bizarre. Or as you say, fucking three seconds and get the decision wrong. Fucking stupid. Absolutely pathetic. But. Say there's no point moaning about it because the game was already fucking the game was over in the third minute. Yeah, it was never going to um, change anything. I want to discuss Mane because I think he was absolutely uh, he, he's a fucking major worry for me at the minute. He, he's a type of player who he can get you out the shit when you're not doing well, and he's literally non-existent in games. He was probably probably the most involved yesterday with the ball, but fuck me, at no point did he look like he was going to score or set up a, anything set up a chance fucking running behind beat a man nothing he was just absolutely piss poor even though they all were but no it's just thing is Mane, for me Mane has been poor for months Yes, you're not allowed to say it about Mane for some reason because he's a nice guy and he's been brilliant for us since he's coming and he has he's been fucking world class since he's coming for us you can't deny it. but right now out of that front three for me he's the he's the worst obviously Salah had a bad game yesterday, but he's been fucking phenomenal this season still. Uh, Firmino, yeah, we know he's been, he hasn't been at the levels we know he can hit again. But, but he wasn't last season. So I think that's why Mane, for me, is so much more disappointing. See, Mane is more influential in a game, whereas Firmino will have influential moments. Like, as you see, that magic touch. Um, against Leicester, yeah. Against Leicester, yeah. Fucking things like that. He, even the game against Tottenham where he was just he was just all up for it. At the minute, I think that's what we're, we're lacking. There's no energy in the team. There's no one's got that fucking driving force about no one seems interested. Like what what's hurt me about yesterday? The the worst thing about yesterday. It's not losing, do you know, do you know what if they were the better team and played the better football and that they out fought us, they out battled us, they they were happy to fucking hurt us, they were happy to get hurt, trying to hurt us. They were yeah. happy to wait themselves time to stop us. There was fucking none of that for us. Keane would have fucking head-butted an aeroplane yesterday. <laughs> he would have done. He'd have fu- anything that come his way, he'd have fucking put his head through it. Our lads were the same. He'd fucking Godfrey was fucking flying in on people. Tom Davy was kicking fuck out of everyone. They, they, they out-fought us, and that's what that's what killed me. Yeah. But when we seen our team, and like we seen their team, they, the Evertonians were like, don't even know what the system is here. Um, we seen our team just like it depends what Liverpool turn up here. Capable, capable of winning, capable of scoring a few goals. But look at that side: Wijnaldum, Jones, Thiago. Thiago's dirty, but he's not. He's not like aggressive. He's not going to bully anyone. He's, he just mm. kicks out. He can't defend for shit. The only one there in that in the whole team who'd leave in on someone is Robbo. Yeah, the only one. I'm probably Maybe class, I, to be fair. <laughs> um, but there was not none of that. If you if you're Andy Robbo yesterday, the fit the first thing in my head, if I'm Andy Robbo, is going twat with Charleston as fucking hard as I can and hate him. 
that's my first thought. Go and swat him. If I'm if I'm going up for a corner, I'm Kabak or Anderson or whoever. Fucking elbow Jordan Pickford. Not nothing to do with our previous history. Nothing to do with the injuries. They're just fucking horrible bastards. Just leave one in. Go and hurt someone. You've, it's a fucking Merseyside derby. Let them, you know, let them know that you're there from the off. And that's what they done to us. They fucking when Tom Davies is bossing a midfield at Anfield. You know you fucked because yeah, that is he's fucking shite, and he absolutely took the piss out of us, lad. And he, he did, he bullied us. It was like an old derby, waiting for Duncan Ferguson to fucking run on and try and fucking hit up someone. He fucking bullied us off the park, and that's what I'm I'm embarrassed by by the performance. Do you know if yeah. we got beat two 0 in the ninetieth minute, someone just twatted someone. I just went, yeah, well in. At least you've done something. Know what we got instead? We got fucking Allison with his fucking arms around Pickford laughing the fucking dickhead. That done my fucking head in that, and Klopp, you can see Klopp's face. Klopp wants to rip his fucking head off, and he should have done. Yeah, that I mean, that's just a goalkeeper thing, and I mean, maybe save it for when the cameras aren't on you or something like that. But that's just a goalkeeper thing. But it's just fucking. Shouldn't it, be though. Like, some, it shouldn't I know be a it shouldn't be thing in, in a Merseyside derby. It's, you know, I know, but it is. Who's your best player as well? But, different, different thing. Um, ah, it's fucking. It absolutely pissed me off that. Like I say, save it for when the cameras aren't on you or something like that, especially after you've just lost at home to to your neighbours. Um, I'm still refusing to call them rivals. I'll never do it. To your neighbours when you lose. No, but as I say, like normally I'd, I'd have a bit of back and forth on like on Facebook or Twitter or whatever with some of the blues as a bit of banter. And I just, I couldn't last night. There's the worst one, you've probably seen him on, on Twitter. He's someone I work with, Scout Ricey. And he's got like Not- the... You would, you probably will have seen him, lad. He's got it there. Uh, Angry Bird as his fucking profile picture on Twitter. He yeah, works, I think I have. He works in our place, lad. But he's he's the biggest ever unwind up on the planet. And I even I even said to him yesterday, like, I wanna I wanna try and sort of fucking argue back with you, but I can't. Fucking you you uh, you they were better than us in every single department on the piss, lad. And you've just got to hold your hands up and go, yeah, fair play. And that's but what it. That's, that's what's annoying. That. They were better than us, but because we didn't turn up, that's what pisses me off. If, if we turn up, you, you should be winning them. Do you know what? Even if you turn up and you, you lose one nil, and you know their goal scored in the third minute, we've sat back. It was always no matter what Liverpool turned up, it was going to be hard as soon as they scored. The fact that there was no fight and no real, no real, no real feeling that we were ever going to score. We could have played for fucking three weeks, and I don't think we'd have scored. Um, that's just that's just a trend at the minute with Liverpool we're not scoring we're not creating um, and there's just there's a number of issues there's a number of issues but we need to resort to maybe as I say play play a bit deeper play two centre-halves tell the full-backs not to go up as much keep a, keep a player playing centre-defensive mid keep him in our half just to shadow just to stay in front of the the centre half, so we practically got fucking three at the back at times. Make make one of the midfielders do nothing but fucking bomb up and down. Have a box to box midfielder. We've got none of that at the minute. We just they're just literally trotting round. Said it time and time again. I really, really don't get the fucking point of Genie Ronaldo. I don't know what he does. <laughs> he does absolutely nothing. He just he's just there, <laughs> and it annoys me. Uh, but. I don't want to turn on individual players because we're in a rut, but I've said that for months. I, I don't know what he off. I, I personally, if he fucking if he fucks off in the summer, I'll, I'm not I'm not a bit interested. I'm not asked. 
will not I won't miss him. Uh, and it might sound harsh because of obviously Barcelona and all that, but you know what I mean? I just don't understand what he does. He he's a bit of a he's a workhorse, but sometimes that's not enough. No, it's just I, I don't know what to think anymore, to be honest with you. I'm I'm I, I just I'm I'm falling out of out of love with it all. Like the, the bad decisions, the fucking poor performances, it's just it's just wrecking me head, to be honest. But we've got to do what we always do and we've got to we've got to look forward and look ahead to the next game, which you know, Chef United away from home, it's it's fucking I'm looking forward to it because we're not at home. Uh, same. It's it's mad, lad. It's sad, but as I said before, Anfield is just fucking bricks and mortar and tin without the fans. It's it's nothing. The flags all look nice and that. You don't you done the Annie Road and all that yesterday. All all that was flagged, but it's not it's not the same without the fans, lad. And we've been, you could say we've practically been shite since March. We haven't been the same team since since last March because. Yeah. He's built a team that needs the energy of the fans. They, they feed off each other. We feed them the energy. They do something. They feed us back the energy. And that's how it works. And without them, some of the players just aren't the same quality. They really aren't. It's, 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 it's mad. But also, he's built he's built a phenomenal 11. But you can't you can't play like, like we play fucking twice a week for three years or whatever. And expect them not to burn out, and then put the injuries on top. Our squad, like our bench yesterday, fucking hell. What is? You might as well have had no one on there. It was pointless. The the, the strength and depth in our squad is poor, and the fact that we are we're seeing it now because because of the injuries. Mm. But we're we're desperate. We're desperate for for heavy investments. And they say being being away from Anfield next week is is a fucking dream at the minute because yeah. I think the away teams got the got the advantage nowadays without yeah. the fans. But that's the thing, lad. You, you know, the bench looks bad now because we have got so many players out. But you think of the bench if if Van Dijk is there, Gomez is there, Mata, Fabinho. Uh, I think Keita was on the bench yesterday. I'm not too sure. Uh, all these players, Jota and stuff like that. You add all them to the to the bench or to start and line up and, and replace them, and all of a sudden, lad, your bench is is, fan, is great again. You know what I mean? It's just we have been absolutely battered by injuries, and I'm not using the injuries as an excuse because I don't. I, the last few weeks, the injuries for me haven't been an excuse. We just haven't turned up. We haven't performed. We were doing well, as you said. We were doing well with injuries before Christmas. Kind, kind of, we were up there, and it's in twenty for some reason twenty twenty one. We've just added to the matter fucking drop off, but. I think we've got to get over this using the injuries as as an excuse now because it gets to a point where it's just like, you know, we we finish 11th. Ah, yeah, but it's because we had injuries. But that doesn't matter. Like, you've still got, you've still got players there that are good enough to win football matches. If we end up fucking not getting in Europe next season, we can't blame that on the injuries. You've got to blame the, the players that have been playing. And, yeah, the injuries make a difference, obviously, but for me, it's just like... We've got to we've got to look, go beyond the injuries and just say the players haven't performed. I agree. The, inju- the injuries are, we are using as an excuse to an extent, but as you can understand, we have literally. It's not even like the Van Dyke injuries, obviously a killer, but we've had Allison gone for. Allison's been out for a number of, number of games. Matip's been out 
Fabinho's been out. Fucking Gomez, Van Dijk, Henderson's been out previously. He's out again. Thiago's been out. Keita's been out. Shaqiri's been out. Jota's been out. Mane's had spells out. Trent had COVID. He was out for a few. It's literally fucking the whole squad's been it this season. So we can use it as an excuse. It's not a bailout. It's just, as I've said before, strip the machine right down to its fucking bare bones and rebuild it with with the reserve parts, basically, what, what you call it. And it's not the fucking same. It, the way Klopp's team is built, is it's got to be that team. And you can change the odd, you know, the odd moments. You can change the odd striker, bring a Rigi on or bring him in when, when it's not working or whatever. But to strip it back to the bare fucking bones. And then we've had 18 different pairings at centre-half, lad. No. That's fucking outrageous in 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 once that's outrageous over ten years. That's bizarre. You shouldn't shouldn't be happening. You're meant to have a centre half pair and that's paired together, and then you're meant to have one or two that can come in. We've had eighteen different partnerships centre half, lad. So I'm happy to just fucking write this whole bastard season off, get rid of it, null and void the fucking thing, and then see where we are next season. But as I say, we need to desperately, desperately invest in the summer and you know, p- people are going on about Fenway Sports. They don't fucking support us. They have supported us. But unfortunately, we've always had to be shrewd in our business. We've had to make a sale. We we haven't got as much money coming in because of the whole situation. So that's the same thing. But at the end of the day, if, if we are genuinely... Got, you can't win something and then just be happy that you've won it and forget about it. You've got to go again. You've got to want to win it. You've got to get that taste of glory and fucking keep going. So that comes with investment. Fenway Sports, if they've got a fucking chance of getting Mbappe or Haaland, do whatever it takes to get them. Might be realistic at the time, but if it's an option, you know, with the fucking current champions of England, if we're if we're having talks now, that at least stands in our favour, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the talks you'd be having now is, listen how much we need you. Now, we, we were champions, we've dropped off, we need someone like you, fucking get in, pay the cunt what he wants, sorted. And uh, also, one million percent, bring back Coutinho. I, we need that type of player. I'd go and get Coutinho back for about 10 mil, lash him in the team. We're going to have to replace. I know Milner's probably going to be gone. Henderson's pushing 31, 32. Thiago's 30-odd. Matip's made of absolute fucking fibreglass. <laughs> Not even fibreglass, because that, to be fair, that's quite durable. He's made yeah. of fibreglass. Paper. Um, yeah, fucking hell. So, you are. We're going to have to heavily invest, lad, and then don't get me wrong. If, if we just if we if, if if our owners sit there at the end of the season and go right, say for instance, worst case scenario, you finish sixth and got the semi final of the European Cup, we're in the UEFA Cup next season, which would be absolutely soul destroying. Um, and then they don't go and spend a penny. Then you fucking call. You can happy yeah. happy days. Say yeah, absolutely. You need need to fuck off because. But I don't think that'll be the case. I do think they've got something. I think Klopp's been too too calm about it all for us not to have shot lines up we know he's willing to wait a year or two for a player if he has to and I think maybe just maybe that could be happening but on the subject as a apology for fucking rattling on Sheffield United away is going to be a fucking hard game but I think being away from home might might just work in our favour yeah I agree um, tough game the fighting for the lives um, still didn't <laughs> They're in better form than us in 2021. I actually hear a funny stat and it, it, I couldn't help but laugh. And it basically said, um, 
in 2021, we're the only team to, to have beat West Ham, but we're also the only team to have been beat by Southampton. And it kind of just sums it all up. It's um, mad, lad. So, it's, it is, it's mad. It is, that's exactly what it is. It's mad, but Sheffield United, as I said, they're fighting for their life. They've got three wins all season, um, and hopefully they don't make it four. But then even Sheffield United, you know, you can't, you can't count them out. They, they beat United at Old Stafford literally a couple of weeks ago. So, it can happen, so we, we've got to fucking make sure we're on it. But we need that Leipzig game as sold us absolute fucking dreams. It sold us down the river that game because I was watching that game thinking we've defended well. Kabach looked a fucking monster when he when he played, and yeah, this this could be a turning point. And then I don't know, we fucking broke down again yesterday. So we I just don't know what to expect from the game. I last season I would have expected fucking. Four or five nil in all honesty, when they were a better team. Now I couldn't tell you. It could go. It could be four or five nil to us, or it could be a fucking scrappy one nil to them. It could. It could go either way, lad. And it's it's that's the, that's thing, the right? I think if if he if they if Wilder's got any sense, he's gonna come and put eleven men behind the ball and just watch us fucking squirm for our lives because that's what it's about. But we need to be clever. If we know a team's gonna do that, then fucking start a Riggy. You know what I mean? Start. W- Start wingers who are going to cross the ball. Start Shakiri who's going to put the ball in the box and that, and go for that approach. Tie them out, burn them out. Like constant pressure. Just keep bombarding the ball into the box. If you're going to have to play that way, don't don't try and play football for seventy minutes and then get fucking desperate and then start lobbing the ball in the box. Go with that plan. You know they're going to sit there and defend for the fucking lives. So make them. You're not going to get them behind because they're literally defending from the goal line. So fucking play that football from the off and then if that doesn't work after 60 minutes then try and play your football you've tied them out you've bombarded them look for the gaps now they're tired that's how we should be doing it because we're struggling but we're not we're doing it backwards we're playing footy for fucking 70 minutes and then getting desperate but we're not creating a fucking chance in that 70 minutes so they've got to change the the, the problem for me at the moment yeah we've got injuries yeah, we're a bit low in confidence. Yeah, we're struggling without the fans. But the problem for me at the moment is the tactics and the substitutions that are being made as well because they're just fucking... Well, Steve Ocarigi come on the 88th minute yesterday. Yeah. What, are, what is the absolute point in that? What 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 is... I've I refused to go on. I'd say, nice one, Jürgen, but I don't want this on my fucking record, thanks. I'm not going on. Because yeah. to come on for fucking five minutes is absolutely embarrassing. But even someone like... I say, I, I, I'm not sure if Cato was on the bench yesterday... Um, I didn't I didn't see the bench myself. But if he was on the bench, why wouldn't you bring someone like Cater on who just picks the ball up and runs, lad? He doesn't fucking stop and he penetrates the midfield so well. When he's fit, lad, he is very good. We just haven't seen the best of him because he's been injured so much. But someone like him would have just made that little bit of difference that Everton wouldn't have been expecting yesterday, lad. And it's just like, who did we bring on in for Jones? It was fucking Shikari. Shikari, to be fair, isn't a bad isn't a bad sub to make, but I think it was the wrong. It was the wrong substitution at that time. It needed someone who's just going to pick the ball up and run with it. And I think Cater probably would have been a better sub yesterday if he was on the bench. Yeah, well, I'd have brought Wijnaldum off for for, for Keita or Shakiri. Um, I'd have brought a region at one 0 earlier. You know what yeah, I mean? I'd have brought him on for twenty, not not two. Um, I just I say, I think what's that now? That the fourth game he's took Jones off, we've lost. I think so, yeah. 
fourth game he's took Jones off. Don't get me wrong, Jones never done much. Um, but I don't none of them did. I just think they were so I think I felt feel like we were just bullied all over the park and I think that it rattled them a little bit. I remember watching um I think it was a podcast with Jamie Carragher and Tim Kale or like a video a video call and Kale said that was the only way we ever had a chance of beating Liverpool was we had to we'd say like go and nail Alonso because there's no point doing Gerard because he'll do it straight back. No point doing like Suarez, but go and whack, go and whack a Torres, go and whack an Alonso. You know what I mean? And shake them up a little bit. And that's how what they've done to us today, doing yesterday. They've, yeah. they've shook us up from the fucking off. You know what I mean? And that that's the annoying thing for me is you can you can deal with losing lads, but you can't you can't deal with being out fought and out back for ninety minutes. The amount of times I watch our games, like, and what what the one thing that pisses me off so much is you see our players pulling out of 50-50s when they're the favourites for the ball. And the amount of times I just go with my head, fucking shit out bastard. Like, you wouldn't have got that out of Gerard, but in the same breath, lad, you wouldn't have even got that out of like out of your out of your Alonzo's. You know what I mean? If there was a ball to be won, lad, Alonzo wanted it. And I think we have got a, a few too many sort of flair players who were a bit scared to, to get hurt, you know what I mean? Like Mo Salah won't go in for a 50-50. He jumped out of one yesterday and, you know, exactly, he yeah. the ball, he's fucking through and it burnt the head out. Um, yeah, we, we have got too many flair players who won't fight. But it's mad because, like, one of the first things we were saying when Klopp was here is that these players have run through a fucking brick wall for him. Mm. And it's just not... I, I say, I, I just think, I think a lot of it's to do with the fans. You, you don't you don't become a shit house because of form. I just don't... I feel like we're like a big fucking army <laughs> and we're willing to go to war, but without the fans. We're like, you know, you stood there on your own in the field thinking, fucking hell, this ain't good, this, you know. And that's what they like. It's, uh, you know, when you turn around, the rest of the fucking army's not there anymore. Yeah. That, that's what it's like. But if, if, I've got, if I've got one thing that, that'll make me happy about it is that the shit they've given us about winning the league and not being able to see it, They've won the first derby in 10 years and they've been sat in the house on the fucking own with a can of skull. And I'm buzzing with that. At least, at the very least, that's what makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, but I said, I said, every single Evertonian goes to match, don't we know that? Every last oh, yeah. one of them. Yeah, absolutely. No, I said, I said something similar. I said, like, you know, uh, they finally beat us in Anfield when it means absolutely fuck all because everyone's beating us there. Yeah, exactly. Stop. We're just um, <laughs> shite. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it is. Um, just want to touch on one more thing before we wrap it up. Um, not not exactly about Liverpool right now, but you mentioned them. I just want to get your thoughts on um, Jamie Carragher. There's a lot of reds falling out of love with Jamie Carragher right now, um, and I'm beginning to be one of them. He's put it this way: I'd rather listen to Steve McManaman talking than him. He's fucking. He's annoying me. Um, great, yeah. You've got a job to do. You've got to be got to be neutral when you're doing it but the reason we love Jamie Carragher on Sky is because him and Neville aren't neutral the whole point of, of them having the show they do is because he's meant to be a, a mad red and Neville's meant to be a mad mank and Jamie Carragher can't fucking wait to throw the boot in on the film he can't wait to do it he just he loves it, it it's bizarre so honestly um 
he's got he's losing a lot of respect from from everyone. I think I think one if if, if he's got mates who who are reds, they need to have a little word to him and say sort your fucking head out because it's embarrassing now. Yeah. He just he just turned on us. Um and I don't think any amount of money or any job should cause you to do that if you love the club. I mean, there's no denying that that he loves the club, but the way he's going about it, lad, is bizarre. I literally can't stand him when he speaks. Yeah, like you mentioned, Neville, and I think the difference is at the minute is Neville's not afraid to to criticise United when it's needed, but at the same time, he's not he's not afraid to to sort of bask in it when they're doing well, and he fucking loves it when they're doing well, and we haven't had that from Carragher. But like you mentioned, Mac Manaman, I don't I don't dislike Mac Manaman for anything he says. It's just how he speaks. Like, he's trying to not be a scouser. For me, it's the only thing I don't like Mark Manaman for. All the fucking ing and fucking putting after every fucking word and flexing. Like, he's just a fucking pillar. But it's nothing to do with... Um, not. It's nothing to do... You can tell he's still fucking a Liverpool fan. At heart, you know what I mean? And I say it, it's a completely different feeling for me than Carragher with him. No, with Mac Manaman, lads, like even the the, the, um, the Leipzig game, I think he was going on about like, oh, this is going to be a proper task for Liverpool. This, like, we were absolutely a bang average side. He made out like they were Real Madrid in the peak, and he, he he basically was talking like as if we couldn't fucking, we didn't have a chance, and that it'd be we were dark horses and that, which I thought was bizarre. So, yeah. Be a, bit dramatic, be a bit dramatic to get listens and all that shit, but fucking hell, lad, he goes the way he goes on about us. Yeah. Um, but Carragher's the same. Carragher can't wait to see us struggle. I know. But the thing is, lad, I've, I've noticed a trend with former Liverpool players. I shared a video the other day, Steve Nichol, saying, fucking, why would Liverpool be favourites for this? They're terrible. They're this, that, and the other. It's like, fucking hell, Steve. Like, it's, I know we're a bit shit at the minute, but it's Leipzig. We should be beating them, and we did quite, quite comfortably. Um, who was the other one? I could never stand Mark Hardinson. Never liked him on match of the day. I don't think I ever heard him say a positive word about Liverpool. Yeah, every week when he do the fucking thing versus Loro in the papers and that, he picks us to win. But he's never said a fucking positive word about us that I've ever heard. So no, there's a few. The feud of it, lad, they sell the souls because they, they need the money coming in. But, but then say. you've got the likes of like Peter Crouch, who, who haven't got that local connection with the club, lad. Who won't, who won't, you won't hear a bad word said about Liverpool from him. And it shouldn't, don't worry, I love Peter Crouch, one of my fucking favourite former players, but it shouldn't be that way. You, you shouldn't be, it shouldn't be Crouch back on us to the hill because he's played for 84 clubs. He shouldn't be back on us every time. It should be Carragher back on us, not the other way around, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't, so say, like, you want, if you if you were in the pub with your mates and your mates were saying, and they were, they were all from different clubs and that, saying to you, fucking hell, you're just shit, aren't you? I wouldn't say yeah. I I do. I go around the world, and I'd be like, no, this is why we shit. This is why it's happening. That's why it's happening. You come out to the day and was like, I'm sick of them saying about Van Dyke. Well, I I can't recall personally. I don't think Van Dyke's the fucking big injury. I think I don't think that's the big miss. I think the big miss is overall we've probably had ten players out throughout the season. It's yeah. not Van Dyke. I I haven't. I don't can recall me once saying Van Dyke has fucked us over. I think the whole system that has come alongside the many injuries we've had is what's caused it. So, if 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 you're a football fan of any club and you can't see why we're struggling, what a, what a what a different team we are without supporters in the ground, and what a different team we are 
without our proper team and you think it's anything other than that, then you're daft because they are the two key issues. Don't get me wrong, other teams have injuries and other teams haven't got fans in the ground, but we're called the 12th man for a reason. We're known for rallying around our team when when, when it's good and when it's bad. But the, 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 whole, the whole structure of our football club and our team is built with fans. As the saying goes, football without fans is nothing. And we basically, we are the pinnacle of that. Yeah. We need the fans or we are not. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Carragher, um, as you said, Loro, fucking, seen that video of Steve Nichol thought was fucking, he was going to burst. <laughs> he was raging. <laughs> <laughs> that, that absolutely terrible and you're just like come on like calm down but it, at the minute there's loads of them you know, that's why I love Sunesh Su- Su- I think Sunesh is absolutely brilliant he's bang on he's nail on the head when we're shite he'll tell us we're shite but he'll always go and say like they'll, they'll come again they'll go again you know he's st- he still he's says it's the one thing that I've noticed about him and yeah. Carragher did that Carragher did at the start and he doesn't seem to do it as much anymore no, that's what I mean. So you start you start going to it. You're either all in or you're all out. And yeah, as you say, Suna still says we and us. Carragher stopped. Carragher started saying they. And, and Liverpool. I, I, I honestly, I felt like I could see his smile when Everton scored yesterday. You know, it was weird. I, I felt like, I felt like it was an Evertonian commentating on the match. And it was, I wanted to mute it because he was basking in it. He was sort of like enjoying it. And it was a yeah. bit, it's strange to be honest, lad. It's strange. I don't think you'd ever see Gerard like that. No, yeah. you wouldn't. But at the same time, again, you wouldn't get you wouldn't get Crouch like that. You wouldn't get you don't get Jamie Redknapp like that, lad. Jamie Redknapp is another one. He might not be the greatest funded, but he does. He he, do, he he backs Liverpool to the hilt. And even even like someone who didn't even play for us that long, like you 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 wouldn't even hear Joe Cole talking about. And I think he's actually quite quite a good funder, Joe Cole. To be fair, um, but you wouldn't get him. Talking about Liverpool the way Carragher does at the minute, and that's what that's what's doing me head in about it the most. If you were a neutral fan and you didn't know Carragher played for Liverpool, you would never say he played for Liverpool. It's as no. simple as that. Whereas with Sunes and that, you go, Canelli's a little bit biased, isn't he? Know yeah. what I mean? He would, but with Carragher, you don't see it. I, I, I do think I don't know that he's been told like fucking reined in a little bit since the spitting incidents when he nearly lost his job. That might be a key factor of it. You know, but he's getting worse and worse progressively. Yeah. He said it to Peter Hooten when he was on. I think he's close with him, and he was like, you know, he's got to, he's got to rein in a little bit because he, he's got to be neutral. But you haven't. That that's why he's that's why he's got the job because he's an absolute avid red. He's mad, or he was, and that's why him and Neville work so brilliantly together. And yeah. it's not the same anymore. No, it's not. But like I say, we go again. Um, Chef United next Sunday, so I'm not going to be asking you. To, I'm not going to ask you if you're brave enough to give me your your predicted squad for next week because I happily not see many of them start from yesterday next week. To be honest, but uh, I am going to ask you for a score if you've got one. Well, do you know what, lad? That, that's the thing. Like as I've just said to you about the um, about the team, make changes based on performance. You can't keep getting away with playing shit and starting. So for me, based on on the derby. Fucking start like start Shakiri over Mane or something. Mm. Make make changes based and say to Mane, listen, you might need you need a rest. Sound start an ego over Firmino, just try whatever, pump the ball into the box, yeah. and and go for that system. You know, play um, 
play Phil Cabot together, play play your centre halves and sit a bit deeper. Staff to be you know centre defensive mid, where with say say for instance Genie and and Jones, but score are fucking packed in being a gobshite and thinking we're going to win four 0 every week because it hasn't come in yet. Um, but I generally do. I put four 0 on against Devon. Put a fiver on four 0 I put a fiver on Salah first goal four 0 And I said to Axis when I put it on, they'll score in the first five minutes. My bet will be down. Fucking wreck the whole game for me. But um, it happens. Um, I'm going to go for God's honest truth. One 0 Liverpool. And I'll take it right now if you're offering it to me, please. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be much more than that. Um, I think it depends. I think it depends how early. If we can get a goal, it depends how early it comes. Obviously, if it, I think if it comes later, we'll take the one nil. If we get one early, I think we might try and put two or three past them. But like you say, right now, I'd be happy with a fucking scrappy one nil coming off fucking Divocarigi's left arse cheek. Couldn't give a fuck how it goes in. I just I, we just need to fucking get back to winning ways in the league. Um, just need a bit of luck, lad. Like even yesterday, like so. Be, don't get me wrong. The second half, we didn't play too bad. We just knew we weren't creating. Not we weren't going to score. So it, 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 I think there was a point where one one point the possession was like fucking 90 percent or something close to that. Um, but again, as you said, it's being it's like being Arsenal a few years ago when they played all the pity patter footy and it was lovely to watch. But they never they didn't score. That's what we're like at the minute. So. As you say, score early. It's, it's it's how the games go for us now. If we score early, we can maul someone. If we score, if we don't score early and they they nick one, you practically know the game's over. If we yeah. if we go one 0 down to Sheffield United, I'll have no confidence whatsoever that we're going to win the match. No, so I had more confidence. I had more confidence when we went one 0 down against City than I did against Everton yesterday, or I did against Brighton or Burnley, because you know City aren't going to sit back. And it paid. It paid off because we did get the equaliser. Obviously, we fucking capitulated after that. But I had more confidence that we come back against City than I do with any of these other teams. That's that's even that's annoying. Like because the, the the City game was was errors, um, shitting out of tackles, making individual errors. The Leicester game was individual errors. Everton wasn't. Everton was just literally out battled, out fought. And that if you're a manager playing this current Liverpool team, that's what you're telling them to do. You're saying to your centre half just and your fullbacks, just kick for hard of them. Just kick yeah. them. Go go into the go in and hit one of the centre mids first thing. Go and get into Salah's ear, get into Mane's ear. Um and that's that's what you do. Like my dad's one of them, it must be going on with other managers like the way he goes on about Mourinho and stuff like that. How how did he play that type of football like week in, week out at boarding and but you, you can't expect teams they, if, if Sheffield United come and sign and blow Liverpool away, we, we score five. They're not going to do that because it's, it's not how football works. They're going to do whatever it takes. They're going to put us in a dogfight and they're probably going to win if that's the case. So we need to we need an early goal, lad. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, <sighs> well, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up there. I think we've we've vented enough there. I've I feel a bit better. From it now, and I'm I'm kind of half looking forward to the Sheffield United game next week. Um, so thanks everyone for listening. Um, if you have enjoyed the episode, you know, be sure to go and check out some of our other episodes where we've had the likes of Razor on and uh, Peter Hooten, which were both fantastic episodes. 
Um, if you if you need something to make you laugh, go back and listen to the Razor episode because your face will hurt after it. Honestly, um, I might do it myself after this to be honest. Um, but honestly, just, I know. But like we say, please just keep keep sharing for us. Keep retweeting anywhere you see us. Tell your mates about us. Tell your tell your family about us. Tell your dog about us. Tell everyone you can about us. Shout it from your fucking rooftop. Uh, you know, fucking if you work in a car centre or something, tell your mate, tell your customers in work. Tell everyone about <laughs> us. Um, we're you know we're real. We're just two lads having a fucking conversation. We sometimes hate it, like today. Uh, sometimes we love it, like most of the times we love it. To be fair, so yeah. Just no, if, I, if I was outside and looking in, I'd be thinking these two must be fucking weird to sit there and talk about that last night. But it's something we've we've agreed to do, and sometimes it is hard. Like neither of us wants to do this today, but I do feel a bit better after it because you sort of you don't just look there and go, "Well, we lost the derby." You look into why. You look into mm-hmm. what we can do to be better. And, you, you do feel a bit better after it, so it's like hopefully... you said in the past. You know, if it if we didn't have this, we yesterday if we didn't go with the game, we'd be in the boozer and we would have done this anyway. So that's, that's what you need. That's lad. what we're bringing. That's what we're trying to bring. So we're all, if you if you've enjoyed it, I don't think you've enjoyed it because we haven't enjoyed fucking doing it. So if you if you've agreed with some of the points we we've, we've made or you disagree with any, then get involved. Give us a give us a message on social media or. Even if you want to email us, give us your points. Um, you know, we just want to we just want to keep doing what we're doing and and progress as we go. So, give yeah. us the feedback and give us the reviews. Much yeah. appreciated. And if you want to, if you want to, you know, if you want to send a message to both of us, you know, the podcast itself is at LFC Groove on on Twitter, and then you can get to Jay at Scouts Power Nine underscore nineteen on Twitter. So, get to both of us. Tell us both how you think, how you feel about it, and. Just in general, if if you want to vent, vent to us. We're happy to listen to it. You listen to us, so you know we'll return the favour. But yeah, or if you want to get bladded instead and go on our website, scousepower19.com, and buy a load of tops, that would also help. But it's not something I'll be doing anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Just thanks again for the support, and hope you've enjoyed the show. Up the reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.